Welcome to Fusion Student Ministries. We hope this message equips and encourages you. We're continuing in our series uh, that we've been in, uh, one, and uh, this is week three, and uh, we're going to finish it up uh, next week. Uh, but the, the purpose and the vision behind the, this uh, message and our message series is that the first week we talked about how God cares about us as individuals. God cares about one. And uh, last week uh, we talked about one person at a time, you know, just uh, instead of just trying to view people as just just masses of people, just reaching one person at a time. And uh, tonight uh, we're going to talk about how one person can make a difference. And we're going to talk about uh, the life of David, uh, the early part of David's life. And I just love the story um, of David. I, you know, growing up in church, it's one of those stories that, you know, we heard constantly. And it's just a really great story, really is very inspiring. And we can really glean a lot from this story. So we're going to start off in 1 Samuel chapter 17 and verse 21. 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 21, it says, Soon the Israelite and Philistine forces stood facing each other, army against army. David left his things with the keeper of supplies and hurried out to the ranks to greet his brothers. As he was talking with them, Goliath, the Philistine champion from Gath, came out from the Philistine ranks. Then David heard him shout his usual taunt to the army of Israel. As soon as the Israelite army saw him, they began to run away in fright. Have you seen the giant, the men asked. He, he comes out each day to defy Israel. The king has offered a huge reward to anyone who kills him. He will give that man one of his daughters for a wife, and the man's entire family will be exempt from paying taxes. First part, yeah, that, that, that's fine, but the second part, never paying taxes, that's pretty sweet. David asked the soldiers standing nearby, what will a man get for killing the Philistines and ending his defiance of Israel, who is the pagan Philistine anyway, that he is allowed to defy the armies of the living God? Skip down to uh, verse 30. He walked over to some others and asked them the same thing and received the same answer. They were saying that gave him uh, what he was talking about, the uh, reward of the daughter and no taxes. Then David's question was reported to King Saul, and the king sent for him. Don't worry about this Philistine, David told Saul. I will go and fight him. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you for your presence. Lord, I thank you, God, that you are just touching our lives, you're touching our hearts. And Father, I just pray tonight specifically, Lord, that you would just stir our hearts, God, Lord, encourage us, equip us, help us to come to the realization, Lord, that you desire to use each and every one of us for your glory, God. I thank you, Father, that one person truly can make a difference. And I pray that we would not only just hear this, but that we would receive it and live it tonight in Jesus' name. And I thank you, Father, that even though the saints are 0-2, you are still helping them to turn the season around. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Yes. So tonight we're talking about one can make a difference. One person can make a difference. Earlier in the series, we talked about, 
you know, just how sometimes, you know, there's so much need in the world. There's so many people that are just lost, man, that are, are you, you run into people like, man, they, these people really need Jesus desperately. And how in the world can I help them? How can I really make a difference? There's so many things in, in our schools. There's so many things in our community where it's like, man, it just seems overwhelming. And tonight, I want to encourage you that one person can make a difference. One person can make a difference. If that person is willing to step out and do something by the direction of the Holy Spirit, that person can make a difference. You can make a difference. I can make a difference. Every single one of us going about our assignment can make a difference. And so I just want to talk a little bit of how, how on this path to making a difference, how do we go about it? How can we make a difference? How can we make a difference? Well, one, the first point, is we need to live like everyone is watching, even when no one is watching. We need to live our life like everyone is watching, even when no one is watching. In 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 32, David said, Don't worry about this Philistine, David told Saul. I'll go fight him. Don't be ridiculous, Saul replied. There's no way you can fight this Philistine and, and possibly win. You're only a boy, and he's been a man of war since his youth. You know, just a side note, whenever I read that scripture, Saul's response to David was, you can't do this basically because you're a youth. But he said that Goliath has been fighting since he was what? A youth. So how did he, at some point, he had to start fighting? Just a little, just a little side note. I just, that's just food for thought. But David persisted. <laughs> But David persisted. I have been, this is the part that I really want to key in on. I have been taking care of my father's sheeps, sheep and goats, he said. When a lion or a bear comes to steal a lamb from the flock, I go after it with a club like a beast and rescue the lamb from its mouth. If the animal turns on me, I catch it by the jaw and club it to death. Are you, did you, same translate, you, you hearing that? I catch it by the jaw and club it to death. This dude is a man. I don't care if he's a boy. This guy is a man. He catches a lion by the mouth and clubs it to death. That is awesome. I have done this both to lions and bears, and I will do it to this pagan Philistine too, for he has defied the armies of the living God, the Lord, the Lord who rescued me from the claws of the lion and the bear will rescue me from this Philistine. You know, a lot of times in our life, some of you may be in a season where you don't have a whole lot of responsibility. There's not you may feel like you have a call from God or you have some direction and it's like, man, I, I don't really understand. Nothing's really happening. And the important thing is whenever 
David had the opportunity to go up against Goliath, it wasn't a big deal because he had been doing it all this time when no one was watching. How can one person make a difference? We can live our lives like everyone is watching, even whenever no one is watching. We can live our lives knowing and realizing that God is, what, what is God doing? He's working in our lives. He's equipping us. He's preparing us for our destiny, not just the end of our lives, but also the little, the, the steps along the way. Uh, you know, a lot of us think that whenever we hear uh, of a, of a calling or destiny or a purpose, we kind of think of what, like kind of like an end spot. Like if, if, for instance, like if you feel like you're called to ministry or you're, you know, you're called to preach the gospel, a lot of people just think of, okay, one day I'm going to be a senior pastor. And like that's once I get into that position, then I'm going to be fulfilling my calling. That's really not how it is at all. You can fulfill your calling right now. You can walk out right now. The way God works is he works in seasons. And so we follow him one step at a time. And so David was no less in the will of God whenever he was watching the sheep and the goats than whenever he was supposed to fight Goliath. He was in the will of God the whole time. But what God's purpose in that season was to prepare him for the next season. If we want to make a difference, and I, I think that we all do, right? Those of us that, that, that serve God, I think we want to make a difference for Him. I feel like that, that would be pretty obvious. But how do we do that? Begin to fulfill what God's calling you to do right now. Right now. One step at a time. Be obedient to His voice. You know, whenever we talk about, you know, doing like this blackout event and, and, uh, and bring in friends and things like that, to some of you, some of you, you get that right away. Yeah, you, you might, it might be your personality. Some of you are just outgoing people and it's easy for you to just invite people. For others of you, you might be kind of a little bit more secluded of like, man, what, why? Like, I, I just like want to come to blackout. It's like, why, why should I bring someone? Well, the reason is you may not see yourself as, as being significant. But you can make a difference in someone's life by just inviting them to come next week. You never know what could happen in that person's life. They could walk in this place. They may have a completely uh, different view on church or, man, I, I don't know about this whole church thing. Unfortunately, a lot of people in the world have a have a, a perception of church that is like, ah, I don't know about this thing. They could come here, experience the presence of God, get saved. And their whole life could change. You can make a difference. You can make a difference. One of the ways that you can make a difference right now is by bringing somebody that you know that needs to be in one of these seats next week. One person can make a difference. That may not seem like a big deal, but it's a big deal. It really is. Somebody's whole life can change next week by you just stepping out and inviting them to come. So how do we make a difference? We live like everyone is watching, even in those times and seasons when no one is watching. The second way that we can make a difference as we allow God to work within us is, number two, 
Keep your eyes on God, not the natural. Keep your eyes on God and not the natural. Look at 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 40. He picked up five smooth stones from a stream and put them into his shepherd's bag. Then armed only with his shepherd's bag, his shepherd's staff and sling, he started across the valley to fight the Philistine. Goliath walked out toward David with his shield, his shield bearer, bearer ahead of him. Sneering in contempt and at a ruddy-faced boy, am I a dog, he roared at, at David. Which is that, that would be kind of intimidating, just kind of in contrast, those of you that maybe not be super familiar with the story, uh, Goliath was nine feet tall. So like to put that in context, in context, whenever he was in junior high, he got picked first for basketball every time, like every single time, like uh, Goliath. Like he was the guy that you did not want to go up against. So David is, is a, a young boy, he's walking into this. And this guy who's nine feet tall is taunting him and growling at him. So, okay, you got, everybody got that picture? Okay, kind of freaky there. And he cursed David by the names of his gods. Come over here and I will give your flesh to the birds and wild animals. How many of you would be like, you know what? I mean, there's a whole army right here. I mean, one person, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm out by this, at this point. Honestly, that that's kind of nine nine feet. Yeah, pretty 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 big guy. Okay, I'm not sure if you you're getting or tracking with this or not. He said, "I will give your flesh to the birds and wild animals." Goliath yelled, and David replied to the Philistine, "You come to me with sword, spear, and javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of heaven's armies." the God of the armies of Israel, whom you defiled. Today the Lord will conquer you and kill, and I will kill you and cut off your head. And I will give the, I will give the dead bodies of your men to the birds and wild animals. So he, he kind of took Goliath's comeback and gave it back to him, but it was still pretty good. And the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel, and everyone assembled here will know that the, that the Lord rescues His people, but not with sword and spear. This is the Lord's battle, and He will give you, he will give you to us. So Goliath is coming at David, and in the natural, this dude is a straight beast. I mean, he's nine feet tall. I mean, he's, he's got, he's, I don't remember how much his, uh, uh, his, what, what's this called? Shield. His shield weighed, but it, it, I think it was like 125 pounds or something like that. I don't, I don't remember. I read it today. Uh, so he, in the natural, is like, like one-on-one with this guy. Not really, not really the best uh, scenario. Ultimate underdog. Rudy type situation here between David and Goliath, except David was actually awesome. Rudy only played like at the end of the fourth quarter of his senior year. Anyway, that's uh, just a side note. Go watch the movie. It's pretty good, except it's kind of disappointing. Rudy's. 
So anyway, so the, the scene is set up. David is coming up. He's facing Goliath, one of the most epic stories that almost every person, whether they're a Christian or not, now knows about today. And he comes up, and he's got in the natural, Goliath has everything over David. But how does David come out? David's saying, look, I don't care about your sword. I don't care about your spear. I don't care about any of that stuff. I'm not coming in the name of David. I'm coming in the name of the Lord. And if we want to make a difference in our in our communities, we want to make a difference in our schools, it's not going to be in our name. It's not going to be in what we can do. It's what he can do. And whenever we begin to take our eyes off of the natural, in the natural, that's where every single one of us will get overwhelmed. I'm just one guy. How am I supposed to make a difference? I can't make a difference. I'm just one person. But whenever we put our eyes, take our eyes off of the natural and begin to focus it on Jesus and realize that it's not about me, it's about him and him through me, I can do all things. I can do all things. And we kind of pass over scriptures like that of, man, you know, you hear it over and over again. But do you ever think about a scripture like that? Like, how can one make a difference? Is whenever we're focused not on ourselves, but on him and realizing that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. We talked about in the very first week, which is really, really important of how God is an individual God. God cares about our the smallest details in our life. That's the kind of God that we serve. And whenever you're even going through school, you, you, something is happening in your life that, that you're having maybe a hard time with, with a test or curriculum, believe it or not, God actually cares about that. I don't know. You might think that that's too small for God, for him actually to think about that or, or for him to care about that. He actually cares about that. Whenever we have problems in our work, God actually cares about those things. And if we would just, for just a moment, take our eyes off of that circumstance and put it on Him, God can make a difference through us. If every single one of us would live life this way, every single one of us could affect this entire region. This is something that, that we, can, we can preach and we can talk about. But it's really simple. It's just, God, what do you want me to do? What's my part? And just use me. God, here I am. Flow through me. I encourage you, those of you that go to school in the mornings, you know, just just pray that before you walk out the door. God, whatever you want today, I'm open. And there might be days where nothing happens, There might, but there'll be days where God, you can see if you pay attention, God working through you. So one person can make a difference if we would just keep our eyes off of the natural and put our eyes on the God. And finally, how can one person make a difference? Number three, be, be willing to stand even when no one else is. Be willing to stand even when no one else is. In 1 Samuel chapter 17, Verse eight, Goliath stood and shouted a taunt across the across to the Israelites. Why are you still coming out to fight? He called. 
I am the Philistine champion, but you are only the servants of Saul. Choose one man to come down and fight me. If he kills me, then we will be your slaves. But if I kill him, you will be our slaves. I defy the armies of Israel today. Send me a man who will fight me. When Saul and his and the Israelites heard this, they were terrified and deeply shaken. Drop down to verse 21. Soon the Israelite and Philistine forces stood facing each other, army against army. David left his things with the keeper of supplies and hurried out to the ranks to greet his brothers. As he was talking with them, Goliath, the Philistine champion from Gath, came out from the Philistine ranks. Then David heard him shout his usual taunt, his usual taunt to the army of Israel. As soon as the Israelite army saw him, they began to run away in fright. And then drop down to verse 32. David is talking to Saul. He said, don't worry about this Philistine, David told Saul. I will go and fight him. So Goliath is an intimidating guy. He keeps going out. He's taunting the army of the Israelites and It's just a constant thing. It really, really struck fear into the heart of the Israelites. And in fact, to the point where they they were done. They were taking off, running away. I mean, think about it. Yeah, nine foot guy is pretty intimidating, but for a whole army? Like, I would think that at least like, you know, a thousand guys could maybe take down one. Like, I, I would think like, you ever saw Indiana Jones whenever the guy is like, has I think it's a a knife or something or a sword. He's like doing all these tricks with his his sword, and he just shoots him, and he's it's done. Like that's that's kind of what I would be thinking. Like Goliath is coming up, like oh he's going to do his taunt again. I'm just going to shoot him with a bow, and he's done. But he had such control over the Israelites through the avenue of fear, and many of us. I want you to catch this as we're kind of coming to an, a close here. Many of us have a giant in our life that the enemy use and it's call, uses, and it's called fear. It's called fear. And the reason that you, can't, you feel like, I can't make a difference, I'm only one person, is because you're listening to the taunts of the enemy, the giant in our life, whatever it may be. And if we would just realize that you know what? I'm not I'm not going to focus upon that. I serve a living God who is bigger than fear. He's bigger than whatever giant I'm facing inside of my life, and it doesn't matter whenever no one else is willing to stand up to whatever it may be. I am willing to stand up because of the God that I serve. You know, one of the the, the biggest challenges that you face in your generation today maybe the biggest, is purity. And that's why we're, I'm do, we're doing an entire month for our purity series next week, next month called Purely Equipped. And some of you, you face incredible challenges in your school. Of why, why? Why? Like, I mean, no one else, even those that are in church some, sometimes, are willing to stand for purity. 
And I challenge you, even whenever no one else will stand, you stand because of the God that you serve. Not because you care about your reputation and you don't want it to be tarnished, but but you care about the God that you serve. So can one person really make a difference? I believe so. If we would change our world, we would change the world. Every single one of us, have. we talked about that earlier, a few weeks ago, have a sphere of influence. And if we would focus upon those people that are connected in our lives and allowing God to use us to change that world, we would change the world. So I encourage you, one person can make a difference. One person can make a difference. And I want, as we just close, I want every single one of us Again, just put, putting the, the vision in front of you. You know, Blackout and, and all these events that we do, I enjoy them. I think that they're fun. But that's not the reason that we do them. It's just because they're fun. I want every single one of us, as, we, as we, we're a part of this thing called fusion, and as we're behind this, to reach out to one person. Get them here. As many people as you can. And the purpose is for that person to hear a message of the gospel, maybe for the first time or the first time that they may ever understand it. Let's stand together. You know, some of you... You may be in that place where you're... You know, all of us, unless it's been suppressed by the enemy, want to make a difference. We want our lives to count, right? I mean, none of us want to get to the, the end of our lives and and realize, man, I what did I, what did I really do? Did I ever really accomplish anything? And unfortunately, we start to think about those things of making a difference, or how did I make a difference with my life? Unfortunately, towards the end of our lives. And we can make, if we focus right now on God, it doesn't matter what my age is. It doesn't matter where I'm at. I know that you care about me. And because you care about me, you want to use me for your glory and for your kingdom. Let's just close our eyes. Just take a moment and just pray right now. Some of you, you you may be feeling like, Yeah, I believe that one person can make a difference, but I believe it's the person next to me, not me. And I want to encourage you that you can make a difference. If you seek after God, if you if you pour your heart out and just do just so simple before you leave your house tomorrow, I encourage you start it. Say, God, whatever you want to do in my day today, I'm open. Use me for your kingdom and for your glory today in Jesus name. If we just open ourselves up, we can make a difference. Father, I pray right now for every single person hearing my voice. Lord, I pray, God, that this word would just be sealed in our hearts. God, that we would not just hear it, but that, God, we would believe it. Lord, that truly not just one person can make a difference, but we can make a difference. I can make a difference. Lord, I pray that every single person would personalize this message and live it out. 
not only tonight, God, not only tomorrow, but in the weeks, months, and years to come. Lord, we just thank you, Father, for what you're doing in our lives. God, we just we just ask, God, that for next week, God, for just a harvest of souls, God. Lord, this is what it's about. It's about your glory and your kingdom. And Father, I just pray that you would just take that service and use it for your glory and for your kingdom. Lord, we thank you, God, for just the opportunity to be a part of it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Again, thanks for joining us. For more info on Fusion, you can check us out on YouTube, Facebook, or Instagram.